This is Nappy Boy Radio Live with your boy T-Pain. We love rap music. Oh, hold on, what are you doing? Um, doing the intro. <sighs> See, this is exactly why I waited to have you on this in the first place. You know what, I was going to attempt to do the intro from here, but honestly, I mean, I might as well just let you take it away, so just go for it. Thank you. <clears throat> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Back to the Theater Reviews. My name is Taryn, and today, for this Thursday episode, we are going to go with a little bit of a spooky throwback, looking at Wes Craven's 1996 Scream. I have with me the great host of this podcast who <clears throat> took too long to let me come on here but here i am and we're gonna do this <laughs> okay i'll i'll kind of take the shade for that one uh, it was only just because our schedules were uh, busy of course no but... <laughs> false <laughs> but nothing nothing personal of course but uh yeah there you go guys um as you can tell i have a guest with me today as i'm no longer solo and I hope uh, you guys are having a wonderful week. Uh, we're close to Halloween season. Uh, I can't wait to see all of your guys' amazing costumes. I still don't know what to go as yet, but uh, alrighty, let's just uh, go into it from here. As you can tell, like I was saying, I have a wonderful guest with me that I've pretty much known for close to about a year now. She has a bit of a resume on her, so let me just uh, go ahead and go down through that. You guys may have seen us either at Raising Canes, on campus, uh, definitely at a mixers, sorority formals, uh, maybe an occasional party or two, depending. But no doubt, um, this person's supported this channel since day one. First person I ever told about this podcast. I'm here to introduce none other than the one and only Taryn Mejia. And how are you doing today, Taryn? I am swell. <laughs> I'm thriving. <laughs> and why is that? Because I've like I've been so excited to do this podcast, or like when you told me about it, I was like the first thing I thought of was like, oh my god, can I be on it? It took a long time, but okay. here I am, and I'm really excited to talk about this movie. Which, speaking of this movie, like we were saying, we're going to be talking about 1996's Scream, which, for starters, uh, I think is an excellent movie to begin with, just because I think it revitalized the slasher era, because... When it comes to slasher films, they become very recycled. They become very cliched. You can easily predict the plot within the first five minutes. But what I loved about this movie was how original and unique it was. And ironically, you barely saw this movie like two weeks ago. I remember we went into a Halloween store. We had a great time. It was actually pretty cool. Bigger than initially expected. Yeah, yeah you barely saw this movie like two weeks ago. So what made you finally decide to watch this one in specific well i'm gonna go back a little bit to when i was younger i didn't really want to watch scary movies i didn't really like them because like i have like a photographic memory type of thing and so like if something popped up on screen i didn't want to see that for the rest of my life so i kind of just stayed away from scary movies um but now today like i know that there's a lot of classic horror movies out there very popular very famous ones and I want to see them. I want to, you know, see what they were all about and everything. And basically the reason I watched Scream was I saw on Twitter that all of the Scream movies were going to be available on Netflix till the um, end of October. And I was kind of like, you know, I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to watch it, see what it's about. 
Excellent choice. And she actually is right because as I was rewatching it yesterday, I was a little bummed out that they're taking it away on November 1st. Um, but I mean, honestly, I'm fine with that just because given that second one was a bust, third one was atrocious, and the fourth one was actually okay. But uh, yeah, we're going to go into it really quick and find out from Taryn first if it lives up to the classic hype or if it maybe missed the mark a little bit just because we all have different opinions. I think in my eyes that it's a definite horror classic, but we're definitely going to um, go into that in just a little bit. Now, before we do, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Taryn. Uh, give, give the audience a little bit of a brief uh, backstory. I suddenly forgot who I am. <laughs> let's let's start off with the simple one what's your major i am a cinema and television arts major here at fullerton so do you know all the movies no gillard i don't know all the movies i hate when people ask me that they're like name every movie like excuse me well i mean that's why you chose that major right because i've seen every movie in the world yes exactly and you were telling me that you wanted to be a writer correct um yeah so far i've been thinking of going down the writing track of my major um just want to tell stories make people laugh make people cry feel emotions that I will never express but make other people feel them for sure I just want to make people laugh and spread get out my ideas there's a lot going on in my brain needs to get released (laughs) the make people laugh part might not be for you I but will gut you. But um, like a fish, there's definitely other like genres. The <laughs> there's definitely other genres you can go into. So best of luck in that. But what do you have um, going on today? I have to do this, and then I'm going to probably spend the rest of the day studying. But I'm gonna watch The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, because it's on tonight. Wait on Freeform. I'm on ABC. Freeform. No. Just ABC, the channel. (laughs) I was thinking of, um, what did Freeform used to be? ABC Family. Oh, there you go. See, so I was there, but I wasn't. Yeah, it's on tonight and it's on on Sunday, PSA. Interesting. Go on the website and watch it when it comes on. Not bad. And uh, what's your midterm on? Production stuff. The children's one? Or no, oh, the one that. I graciously act for. Yes. And do you want to perhaps give a special shout out to anybody listening on this episode in particular? Um, sure. I'd like to give a shout out to my mom, Jaina. (laughs) Hope the toilet's not giving you trouble this week, Jaina. There you have it, Jaina. How are you doing today? I hope that you're doing pretty well. <laughs> and I hope that the house isn't falling apart with Taryn being over here in Cal State Fullerton. So, oh, trust me, I've heard all the stories. I'm sorry, Mom. Alrighty. So let's dive into the movie just a quick second. And like I was telling you, um, I wanted you to do your homework a little bit when it comes to um, discussing this movie. And first of all, just give your overall thoughts on what stood out to you, what you liked, didn't like, or just anything in particular that comes into your mind? So I watched this movie three times prior to this to really get what I was gonna talk about. Um, The first time I saw it, um, I really liked it. Like I didn't know much about it other than that, like the killer wore like the Halloween costume and, you know, killed a bunch of teenagers for, I didn't know the reason, but I really liked 
the backstory of it, like how there's the whole story with the mom and like how she was murdered a year prior. But like, I didn't know any of that. And so like, to like see that that was also going on the story made it more interesting because it was like, oh, like I wanted to find out what happened with that while also trying to find out what happened, like what's happening now with this killer. Uh, First, the character, what is his name? Who he plays Shaggy. Oh, you're talking about Matthew Lillard. Yes. I didn't like him towards the end of the movie. I thought he was a little annoying and just the way that he was like talking. I don't know. It bothered me. But like as I kept watching it, like I got it because I had like seen that like I did my research, Gilbert. This movie while it is a slasher horror movie, it's also a satire to slasher horror movies. Oh, no doubt. So for him to be acting the way he did, like, I get it. And, like, when I was watching it the first time, like, I noticed, like, things were happening. And I was like, how is this possible? <laughs> like, this isn't, no. But, like, after seeing that, that the satire, I was like, okay, get it. So, yeah, the first time I saw it. I liked it just as general as a movie. The other two times I saw it, I really like understood more what it was about. And I would say that it's not a bad film. Interesting. And I probably should have thrown this out there, guys, that, yeah, we're going to be diving into a spoiler territory. But honestly, I mean, if you guys have been following these throwback reviews, you should kind of know by now that we are going to be diving into spoiler territory. And this movie's been out for basically our whole lives. So if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. Tough luck. But um, you also mentioned how you didn't like certain things because you didn't find them realistic. Can you go into details to what exactly? Like, was it a specific scene or action? Well, like in the beginning when Drew Barrymore is on the phone with the killer. Great scene, by the way. He's got, yeah, he's got um, the boyfriend outside tied up and everything and so then like she loses the game that or the question that he asks her because she doesn't know that the mrs Voorhees is the killer of friday the 13th yep so then like the boyfriend i think his name was steve he gets like gutted but then she's like watching the whole time and there's no one there and all of a sudden he's just like oh my god my guts are falling out of my body but, but did you <laughs> did you ever stop to think that maybe the reason why there there probably was someone there but the reason why they didn't show it was to keep the suspense going of because think about it. You're in 1996. You don't know what this killer looks like until about roughly like what, six minutes into the movie. So there could be some there could be someone there like, you know, gutting him out. But Craven probably just didn't want to show that just for the suspense. So I, I think that's that's an interesting take. I on see. That. I see. where you can, I do have another. How did they kill the principal? In broad daylight. Oh, well. Drag him. <laughs> well, I was actually. <laughs> to the football field. <laughs> Hang him from the goalpost. With, again, his guts outside. Just well, putting that out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, think of, think of it this way. Think of it this way. There really is no one set killer in Scream. There's two. Whether it's uh, Billy or um, Stu that does the killing one way or another. I think it was Stu primarily just because given the height. But. Think of it. Uh, As far as the broad daylight, I was actually going to wait until my take. But that's also a reason why I like this movie, too, is because Scream doesn't attack in nighttime. 
like that's what's different about this from like other horror films let's say like you know your normal jason Voorhees, michael myers etc is that he attacks at any time of the day which is absolutely terrifying he doesn't wait until the nighttime or until you're alone or like oh yeah it's 11 o'clock i should probably kill sydney now like he's literally anywhere and everywhere like you saw in that scene where um sydney's going into town he's our, he's in the grocery store just casually hanging out there how he doesn't get noticed okay i agree i don't know but that that's one thing that i liked is that he can come out from anywhere now as far as the hanging part like i said it requires two people <laughs> <laughs> and obviously Stu and billy probably uh did their homework because think about it they are pretty smart given how dumb they are they they knew this whole like killing situation in and out so they they probably had a general idea of how to go about it yeah um i watched yesterday on youtube cinema sins of scream (laughs) i don't know how you could watch that honestly i mean honestly like it's it's dumb but it was very enjoyable because it was kind of like me thinking out loud and then, like, how I was watching it the first time, I was like, how is this possible? It was like all the CinemaSins were, like, doing the same thing. But, yeah, I just thought, it, like, that was also one of them. They were like, how did they hang the <laughs> principal from the goalpost in broad daylight and no one saw? But I feel like that's just, like, part of the satire, the satirical part of it. Like, how did no one notice? Well, that's the thing. Like, this is how horror movies work sometimes. Well, I mean, yeah, that is true. I mean, it's just, like, how I unexpectedly brought up the point where how did nobody notice that he was in the grocery store? So it could be uh, definitely on that satirical path. Were you afraid of this mask? Like as a kid, like when was the first, because I know you barely saw this movie for the first time, like a few weeks ago, but you can't deny the fact that you've probably seen this character at some point in another in your life. When was that? And were you afraid at first? I mean, I can't pinpoint exactly when I first saw the mask because, you know, that was a long time ago. I have no idea. I do remember, though, that they had some that were, like, just the normal ones and then some that, like, had the blood that could drip down the face. Um, Those didn't scare me. I mean, it was just a Halloween costume. and I think that's just how I would have seen it. Really? I don't have any memories of being like, oh, my God. Really? Because, excuse my French, that shit terrified me as a kid. (laughs) Because I remember seeing the opening for Scream when I was about seven. And I kid you not, like, I didn't want to answer the phone for like a solid two weeks. Every time I just looked at a phone, I'm like, I don't want to answer it. Or every time I heard one ring, I'm like, I'm not answering it. Eventually, of course, you know, I grew up junior year of high school, finally (laughs) overcame those fears. But really, that surprises me just because I'm not going to lie, that mask is a little terrifying especially given like the motive and how creative like he is by calling his victims. I don't know. Like to me, that shit was scary as a kid. Well, I mean, that's just probably because of when you watched it, like you watched it as a kid. I literally watched it two weeks ago. So like just, yeah, I mean, like I remember watching Jaws and I was a little, I couldn't do it. It would deal with the shark. (laughs) So it's like that, like it's probably just because you watched it as a kid and like I had watched it today as an adult and, I mean, I'm familiar with the character just because I haven't seen the movie. You know, it's a very famous character. Right. So, yeah, to be scared of it wasn't something that I say I would have experienced, but I can see why you did. And I'm glad it took you till junior year to get over it. Which is rightfully around 16 years old. Well done. Yeah. 
Sweet 16, eh? But a fun little fact also about Jaws, now that you mentioned it, is I barely saw it for the first time two years ago. I wanted to wait until I was able to fully, like, grasp, like, the movie and fully appreciate it to its potential. Same with The Godfather also. Honestly, that was probably the best decision I made. I know, like, a lot of you are probably thinking, what the hell? Like, I saw that movie growing up, etc. But listen... I wanted to fully watch that movie, one, without being bored, but two, like understand the themes of it too. Not just like, oh, it's a typical shark chase movie about a shark eating like people. No, not even that. There's way more to it than that. Uh, Same with The Godfather. A lot of people could say, oh, well, it's just your typical mobster movie. Heck no. That thing is like a masterpiece on its own. I'm glad that I finally saw that movie, especially because I remember texting my dad like right after I was like, holy crap like i just saw the godfather it was amazing and all he said was like finally because <laughs> you know he would always watch them and i'm like okay like i don't have the attention span to watch the godfather right now but i mean i'm glad i do now another question i wanted to ask you before i go into my take really quick is you mentioned you're catching into all the classic horror movies so i'll divide this up into two which ones do you have left and As far as Scream goes, would you put that in your own personal category? Because like I was saying, everyone has their own selective opinions. You see on articles, classics, classics, classics. Maybe it might not stand in your eyes. So I'll leave that up to you. I mean, being the film major, quote, unquote, film major that I am. Yeah, quote. (laughs) um, We'll see if that's true. And especially like because of my job too, like what I'm surrounded by. Let's see. What is your job? Really? Yes, really. <laughs> I am a ride operator, Gilbert. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. At Knott's? No, not Knott's. Disneyland. Close. Um, Six Flags. Okay, you, no. you did work there. I did, point. but we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> um, I work at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Studios Hollywood. No way. So being surrounded by just the atmosphere of a film studio you know i know a lot about universal then and especially now that i've worked there and i know that like they're basically they like became known as like the studio that created horror films oh yeah no doubt so i know like i want to watch all of those i've seen frankenstein that's about it but i mean i want to see all those old ones the wolfman dracula Invisible Man, whatever else there is. Um, I can't really think of them off the top of my head. But then, of course, like, I also want to see, like, all the Halloweens, Friday the 13th, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I haven't seen any of these. But, like, I know, like, they're regarded as, like, classic horror films. So those are, like, the main ones that I know, like, for sure. Like, I want to watch them. Scream, I considered it being in that category because just like as the Halloween season was approaching and basically every year this happens I see on social media just people who are like big fans of horror how they post certain things about horror movies and Scream happens to always be one of them so I mean I would say that yeah I kept it in that category and it's actually most likely the reason that I ended up watching it because like I had wanted to watch these movies and I wanted to watch these movies and I saw it as one of the classics 
to watch. First of all, I'm happy that it lands in that uh, classic uh, horror genre for you, just because this is my second all-time favorite horror movie of all time. I have Halloween 1978 easily at the top, just because I think that's the movie that really started the slasher genre. But even just watching it today, when you have the Scream Queen herself, Jamie Curtis, it's just an entertaining film to watch on all cylinders, especially uh, given the time period that it was in. But what I really, really admired about Scream, first of all, was it had a very fast start, like from the beginning. You got into it right away with the phone call with Drew Barrymore, and you get introduced to this person. You don't know he's the killer yet, which is the beauty of it, because typically in horror movies, a character is doing something for about a while, and then they encounter the killer. But in this one, they encounter the killer right away without you knowing it, and it just like starts right off the bat. And in addition to that, they kind of throw jabs like right in the beginning at other horror movies. So it lets you know that it has that satirical vibe. Just like, uh, for example, when Drew Barrymore is like, oh, like who's there? Like after she hears a noise from the door and the killer goes like, don't you ever watch like horror movies? Like you should never say who's there. Uh, that's basically a death wish. He's like, you might as well just go and check out the sound that you heard also outside, didn't you? And I just thought that was super hilarious. I like how there's also like a little bit of references to Nightmare on Elm Street. Like when he asked her, what's her favorite scary movie? And she lists that down. There's also a, a janitor dressed up as Freddy Krueger, ironically, too, in the high school. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's Wes Craven. Oh, wait, are you serious? Yeah. I feel so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's him. He made a cameo. Wow. <laughs> Damn, you really got me on that I'm one. I'm a fancy janitor. <laughs> Honestly. He had the hat and everything. But also what I really liked is how I really like Jamie Kennedy and Matthew Lillard in this movie. Um, I forgot that he was actually in it. Like when I rewatched it, I was like, oh shit, I'm like, Jamie Kennedy's actually in this. And they kind of serve as not only the comedic relief, but also the satirical like lining where it's like, yeah, like we're basically taking jabs at horror movies when Jamie Kennedy explains like the rules, he's like, rule number one, he's like, you can never have sex. <laughs> uh, rule number two, you can't do any sort of drugs. And I always reference this one in particular, but no one ever gets it where he says rule number three, he's like, never say I'll be back. And I'm like, that's so true. And it's funny because you watch other horror movies today and they do all of that stuff after this movie came out and it's like they didn't even pay attention to it in the first place to be honest so i think that's very hilarious i also like how at the very end when everything is taking place at the house halloween is playing in the background and it syncs so well with everything that's going on and what i mean is you know you hear jamie lee curtis scream and then dewey like turns to the left like as if something's there or like the music starting to kind of like creep in as like he's going forward but Scream isn't even there in that vicinity, to be honest. But I, I just like that as well. It takes a different twist on the killers themselves. They have motives, like you were saying earlier. Personal motive, too. Like, they, they're the ones who kill um, Sydney's mom. End up framing, you know, an innocent bystander. And then they decide to figure out, you know what? Like, a year later, let's go after her daughter. Like, that would make everything complete. And they're so intelligent with not only framing people, but also how to stage the crime, how they're like, oh, obviously, like, uh, Sydney's dad would be a prime suspect. Uh, let's get him in, uh, have him shoot himself, quote unquote, and then we'll stab each other. We're the ones that got away. Absolutely genius. I mean, I'm not supporting it, 
<laughs> by all means. But I'm just saying that's an absolute genius. Like I was saying, this movie for me revitalized the horror genre because it's typical like slasher chases after people and then loses in the end. Oh, and that's another thing too. Um, I like how Scream is very quick. Like you notice how in like other horror movies, like they kind of take their time but still kind of catch up to the victims. Scream just kind of guns it and he like catches up to you in seconds, which I like that too. And I like how the characters fight back rather than be vulnerable and they just kind of fall down. They're just screaming like, oh, like, you know, like they fight back. He's not the strongest guy on the court either. You know, he's pretty, pretty weak himself. But I'd say that's pretty much uh, all I have to say uh, for Scream in general. Like I was saying, second favorite horror movie of all time. Um, will never be topped by Halloween, though, in my opinion. There you go, guys. Uh, there's our brief little discussion on Scream. Um, we definitely have other movies planned out for uh, the future, which I know she was probably thinking about saying right now, but I just want to advise you, please don't, because I like all of my throwbacks to be a surprise. But first of all, I just wanted to thank Taryn again for coming on to the show. It's been a long time overdue. But I promise it's nothing personal again. But just thank you for clearing out time out of your day to talk about a movie that you had just seen. And it's funny because all your friends were uh, hitting me up like, oh, like, which movie did she see? She only watches like two of them. <laughs> and false. I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, it is false because we we do go to the theater uh, quite often. I somehow convinced her to watch a third movie. So there you have it, y'all. Uh, I, I did it. Now she's watched a total of three movies. And next week, it'll be four because we got tickets to an early screening of Dr. Sleep, which is the uh, follow-up to The Shining. Very excited for that one. I can't wait to see uh, Ewan McGregor uh, nail that role of uh, adult Danny. And it's going to be nice to see, like, going back into that world of The Shining. Like, I can't wait to see all the callbacks and stuff. But like I was saying, thank you again for uh, for coming into the show. It, it was awesome. It's always awesome, just in general. I'm discussing any sort of film with you. Thank you again for coming on. Uh, thank you, Gilbert. Um, I had a lot of fun doing this, and I'm glad you had me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Is there any last uh, goodbyes or shout-outs before we go? Yes. Uh, word of advice. If you find yourself in a garage looking for beers in the fridge and you turn around to a killer. Do not try to escape through the doggy door. You oh, will probably yeah. end up dying anyway. You know what the worst part is? Is that she could have just pushed the garage door and then just snuck out under. I mean, hey, she dead now, so. Yeah, she, she did. She gone. Oh. <laughs> sorry yeah i know your mom's probably thinking oh <laughs> crap and yeah i know the backstory of that which makes it so much worse <laughs> but yeah what so. <laughs> sorry mom yeah so yeah word of advice garage beers killer no doggy door no doggy door. no doggy door <laughs> all righty y'all uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of back to the theater reviews um don't forget to give us a follow on instagram spotify and apple podcasts and also, if you have any other recommendations, I'd really appreciate sending a direct message and we'd be happy to talk about any film in general. Stay tuned for our Halloween special next week. It does fall on a Thursday, which is the perfect time to release one. 
as well as other reviews, you know, such as uh, Jojo Rabbit, Dr. Sleep, a Ford v. Ferrari. We're starting to pick up in movies right on time again. So I'm very excited to discuss all these movies. And that's pretty much all I have to say. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Back to Theater Reviews. And this is me signing off.